So years ago, I caught an Uber, and it was this nice, newer, black Infiniti sedan, which caught me a little off guard. But along the way, the driver explains that his day job is a financial advisor, and he drives for Uber on the side for cash because he's new in the business. I go, okay. So just ask yourself, in that moment, do you think he was a like influential financial advisor to me? Well, no, because I already put him in the category of Uber driver. He couldn't market and sell himself to me as both an Uber driver and a financial advisor. In my mind, there's only room for him in one category. But we make the same mistake every day, and that's the topic of this episode. So one of the missions of the podcast is I always want to break down things that are confusing and frustrating to us so that we can be less critical, less judgmental of ourselves, so that we move forward with more calm, confidence, and clarity. So I want to dive into a common frustration that a lot of us have with our branding and our marketing. And that's what do we do and how do we market ourselves when we actually sell more than one thing? Now, in my opinion, anyone can become micro-famous, but we do have to be strategic and focused and consistent to get there, you know, to reach that level of being famously influential. But it's hard to be strategic and focused and consistent when our energy is pulled in a bunch of different directions. Not to mention the fact that people automatically put us into one category. You know, uh, Jeff is a business coach, Linda is a consultant, Jay is an author, whatever, just like me with the Uber driver. Because people have a really hard time putting us into more than one category, it's hard to become famously influential for more than one thing to the same people. And when we're talking about different offers and different services and different projects or whatever to the same people, that's basically what we're doing. We're confusing people. Now, if you think that everyone but you has their proverbial shit together and, and you're the only one that has this issue, think again. So even big companies who know better than to do this kind of thing do it all the time, right? The best example I've seen lately are these hilariously terrible Bud Light seltzer ads. I don't know if you've seen these. So here's the backstory on the ad. So apparently the parent company of Bud Light tries to get into the hard seltzer space with a new brand and it flops. So they come back with a brilliant idea to market this new hard seltzer under the Bud Light brand. And you can see how screwed up this idea is in their own commercials. It's, it's really funny. So here's the way that one of their TV ads start. The Bud Light logo makes people think our seltzer is a beer. So we recruited retired NFL player Nick Mangold to block it out. Now, if you haven't seen the rest of this commercial, what happens is this former NFL player in full gear follows people around to various places and puts two massive, you know, offensive lineman fingers over the Bud Light logo. So people go, oh, it's a hard seltzer because they can read the hard seltzer below the Bud Light logo. Now, it's a mildly amusing commercial, but it's less funny when we realize that we're actually doing the same thing when we're trying to sell a bunch of different things. We basically have to go around to people saying like, hey, I know you think that I sell A, B, and C, but I actually do X, Y, Z. Surprise. Of course, we know we're confusing people. We just don't know what to do about it. So we start asking ourselves questions like, well, how can I be more clear with my brand and my message? Could I put everything under the same brand? Um, could I find one brand that allows me to do all the things that I want to do under the same brand? Uh, what I call that is the search for the magic umbrella. A magic umbrella is a brand or an idea that acts as an umbrella we can put over just about anything we want to do or create or sell. And I see people kind of twisting themselves in the pretzels trying to find this magic umbrella. It's a very noisy, cluttered world out there, especially online. And one of the core principles of, the, of Microfamous is that in order to cut through the noise, we have to deliver a clear and compelling idea. An idea that is so razor sharp clear that people understand it very quickly. And it's so compelling that it grabs their attention, makes them say, holy cow, I didn't know that thing existed. We're like, how do I find out more? We go deeper into that in the book. Unfortunately, 
searching for this kind of magic umbrella brand or idea where we can market and talk about a bunch of different things, it actually leads us away from a clear and compelling idea. Instead of a powerful idea that cuts through the noise and a brand that gets attention from the right people, we end up with watered down ideas and boring, diluted brands that say nothing compelling. And as a result, we keep confusing people, just like Bud Light Seltzer confuses people. Um, I want to give you an example just from my personal life, which is my music. I grew up as a musician. I've played drums since I was two. I picked up the keyboards and bass and guitar along the way at various stages. And at one point in my late 20s, just decided, screw it. You know, I shut down my real estate team and started practicing the drums like five hours a day and decided I'm going to go for it. I'm going to become a pro musician. And um, that, like, I decided not to keep going down that path because I realized some, some things that I'll talk about later. But essentially, I decided when I got back into business that um, I was going to set that aside for a while, but I always had it in the back of my head that I wanted to incorporate music into my life and maybe into my business life, but I wasn't sure how. And at one point it like hit me. I'm like, Oh, I think I got it. I, there's a way that I can bring my music under my business brand. And then the, I set it aside and I kept playing with it and kept looking at it. And I'm like, Nope, it just, I'm doing a disservice to both by trying to combine them. So I set the music aside again. Uh, and finally I was able to develop its own brand. You can check that out on YouTube under the brand prayer prompts. And I think I got it right because, and one of the three reasons I think I got it right is because I didn't need to try to fit it under a business brand or integrate it with a bunch of other offers and projects. Having its own brand allowed me to get super clear and focused with the music. And I'm also not trying to promote my music to the same people that I promote the business to. I basically put it in its own little silo, its own little world where the music lives in a different place from my business stuff and it speaks to different people. So in other words, my business is in one silo, my music is in another silo. When I think about marketing and selling more than one thing, that's the best advice I can give you. Is put everything into silos. Don't look for magic umbrellas. We need more silos, fewer magic umbrellas. So let's get back to the question. What do we do if we sell more than one thing? Here's my best advice. Pick one thing to focus on and work toward becoming micro-famous for that one thing first. I was listening to Derek Sivers years ago, and he made a point that really hit me hard, and I've never forgotten it, and I've, I've tried to, to incorporate this into my life. He said something to the effect of, you can get a lot done in 10 years, so think about your life in 10-year blocks. If you want to do something, if you want to build something, if you want to master a skill, whatever, whatever you think can, needs to be done, all the things that you have and that you want to do within your life, and maybe all of your passions and interests and hobbies and things that you want to do. You could easily do one each for 10 years and do, you know, three, four, five of them for 10 years each, and you've still got the time to do them. So if you still haven't written that book or launched that app or released that album or started that side project you've been thinking about, maybe that's okay. Maybe you don't have to do everything right this second. Having that mentality of thinking about things in blocks of time and realizing that, yeah, we're not guaranteed anything, but odds are I'm probably going to live into my 70s and 80s which means I've got several 10-year blocks of time left to, to, to uh, devote to certain things. And that helped relieve some of the guilt and the inner turmoil I had over putting my music on the back burden, right? Not, not all of it. There was still some inner turmoil, as, as anyone that knows me knows. But it was enough that I was able to focus on establishing the agency, and then that opened up more options down the road. So while you're working to become micro-famous in one niche, what do you do with those other offers, those other projects, those other passions, those other sides of yourself? Well, I think there's a few good options that you have. The first option is what I did initially, which is to put everything on the back burner and come back to it later. 
One of my mentors said, and something really amazing to me a few years ago, I think this was back in like 2017 before I had really figured out what to do with my music. He said, strike a deal with yourself about your music. And I'm like, well, what do you mean like strike a deal with yourself? And he said, look, set, set that stuff aside, set the music stuff aside until the agency is uh, established and kind of where you want it at a milestone level, whatever, whatever you feel like. And then you're going to pick it up again. But the deal that you're going to strike with yourself is to not judge yourself in the meantime. Put that thing on the back burner and then stop judging yourself for not doing it. That's the key. If you're going to put something on the back burner because you're going to focus on becoming micro-famous in one area first, don't also cause yourself frustration and consternation by then judging and analyzing yourself critically for putting that thing on the back burner. Strike a deal with yourself. I'm going to put this on the back burner for now. I will pick it up later. And I'm going to set some milestones around that, around when I will pick it up again. And then in the meantime, I'm not going to judge myself. And that's really difficult. But if you understand that that's the deal that you're striking, it is a lot easier to do. And that's, that's what I was able to do initially back then. So that's number one. Put everything on the back burner, come and focus on one thing, but then pick those things up again later. Okay. The second option is to put everything into silos and then kind of split your time equally between your most important brands and offers and projects. Now, if you haven't established yourself in one space yet, I wouldn't recommend this approach of like splitting time equally. Trying to grab attention and build influence in multiple spaces makes it less likely that you'll become famously influential in any one of those spaces. So it's a big risk to take, even though it keeps the fantasy going that you can do all at the same time. To me, that is a fantasy. Like whenever you hear somebody say, oh, I can do both, <laughs> just go, eh, probably a fantasy. Now, if you have an established brand or a level of influence and you want to work on something new, maybe you can split time equally if you keep things in separate silos, right? So it kind of depends on what level you're at. If you have already have an established brand or level of influence, you can probably get away with splitting time equally. But if you're still on the climb up, I would recommend option number three, which is to spend 80% of your time on your primary focus and put 20% of your time onto one side project. Uh, that's the phase that I moved into with my music this year. Uh, I devote a few hours a week to making music, but it doesn't have to pay the bills. It doesn't have to be my whole identity. So I'm not as attached to the outcome. You know, I'm kind of already known as the micro famous guy. So when people in the business world come across the music side of me, it adds dimension and it builds more of a personal connection, but it doesn't confuse them. It's not that I'm trying to make a career out of music and be a music guy and a business guy at the same time, right? It's 80, 20 business to music. So that also means it doesn't dilute the micro-famous brand because I'm not constantly looking for a way to bring the music under the same umbrella as my business. So if you're struggling with the brand, think about what it would look like to have each offer, each project in its own silo. And my guess is that it probably answers a lot of the questions you've been asking yourself about your brand. All those questions we talked about earlier, like trying to find that one magic umbrella that everything can live under. So it's not really a question of marketing or branding. People think it's a question of branding. How do I come up with a brand that allows me to do all these things and speak to these different people and sell these different things? It's not a branding question. It's just a decision that needs to be made. What's the one thing you're going to put your focus into right now? If you make that decision, I think it'll free you up to become famously influential for one thing. And then those other options will open up. And you won't be led into the search for this magic umbrella brand or idea where everything that you do can live under it. 
to me, that is a futile and frustrating search and just a recipe for self-judgment, self-criticism, right? All the things that stand in the way of us moving forward with calm and confidence and clarity. And, and when I really get down to the core of what the podcast is about and, and why I do it and, and why it helps me, frankly, to do it, it's that it helps me to move forward with calm, confidence, and clarity because I don't always have those things. We all have the same questions. We all have multiple passions. We all have multiple interests. We all have multiple dimensions to ourselves, and that's okay. But that doesn't mean we have to be led astray and led off into the search for a magic umbrella idea, which actually ends up diluting our message and making it harder on us to attract people and build influence. So that's the thing that I want to get across is if you want to move forward with calm and confidence and clarity, keep listening to the podcast. But most importantly, make that decision. If you feel like you're in that space where you have more than one thing to sell, it's okay. Nothing is wrong with you. In fact, there may be a lot that's right about you. But people want to put you into one category. So figure out what's the one thing you want to become known for first and plug away at that and maybe put part of your time into a side project, but make sure that things live in silos and that what, what you do and the, and the message that you put out into the world in various places are very focused so that they cut through the noise by being very clear and very compelling to the right people. So that's what I've got for you today. If you want to put your message out into the world with a podcast, obviously, we've got the agency that I mentioned several times throughout this episode. That's where we have a completely done for you service for you know basically thought leaders, coaches, consultants, speaker, author types. And you just show up. We book all the guests for you. Uh, all you do is sit down, hit record, focus on the message. We grab the recording. We do all the video and audio production, all the email and social media promotion. Uh, basically, everything that allows you to just sit down and record and talk and walk away and not think about it. So that's what we do. Just check that out at pursuingresults.com. You can grab a brainstorm call there um, to chat with us about uh, your podcast idea and see if it has legs and if it'll do what you want to do in the business. And of course, if you have any questions for me or anything you want me to cover on the podcast, reach out. Make sure to leave a rating and review for the show because that helps feed the algorithm and put the show in front of more people, which is very important. Um, because if you want to, for yourself and for other people to experience that sense of calm and confidence and clarity, you might find that sharing the show will help them get there. So with that being said, thank you so much. I appreciate your time, your attention, your energy being put into listening to something like this. And we'll see you next time.